0: Turn the radio off, won't you?
1: If anyone can hear this, please don't change the station. My name is Artemis Flynn. I'm in a town called Ethics with Ian January Jacobs, the town's mayor, the man who had my mother killed, the man who's been lying to the people of this town and to all of you since he took office. Please keep listening. I think you're all about to become witnesses to a murder. Oh, and stay the hell away from Ethics.
0: So dramatic if I was going to kill you wouldn't I have done it already
1: I don't know apparently I shouldn't trust anything you say
0: harsh but fair leave the radio on why not it doesn't matter anyway no one's listening no one's coming no one cares
1: you're the mayor
0: Yes. Took a lot of improv on my part to pull that one off. Didn't think I had it in me. Why? Why? Because I was elected, that's why. Why? Such a simple question. Such a complicated answer. I still don't quite understand it myself. Do you have time for a story, Artemis? (laughs) Who am I kidding? Of course you do. After all, you are a fictional character. What do you mean? Ah, see, any real person would have turned heel and fled by now. But you can't. You have to play your part in the story. You have to hear me out.
1: You're blocking my only exit.
0: (laughs) Sure, that's it.
1: you going to tell me
0: of course just don't expect any answers it's not that kind of story
1: that's okay I don't expect anything from you
0: excellent I was a council member in a neighboring city I remember liking my job though I can't find any love for it now when I heard a nearby town was holding emergency elections I saw an opportunity to improve my standing I was charming. They were desperate. I wanted a landslide. My family packed up and shipped out, and soon we were living in the stately home of the recently deceased Eliza Jenkins. It did dawn on me at the time that the unique position of Ethics Mayor was extremely unorthodox, like something out of a Grimm's Tale. But I didn't dwell on it. Clearly, I'd agreed to the terms and conditions when I took the job, and if it had worked for over a century, I could make it work for me. And for a while it did. The work was stressful, but not much more so than my old job at done. I did, however, begin to notice strange things about the town, just little things that snagged in the corners of my mind. Shopkeepers who seemed to cycle through the same dialogue no matter what the customer was asking passing family homes and watching through the window as they laughed at a blank TV. Even the way the trees in the park seemed to grow so uniformly, it was disquieting, to say the least. But I've always been an anxious person. Put it down to the stress. This shed I found during an early morning hike a couple of weeks after our move. It had belonged to Eliza, I presume. Or maybe one of her unfortunate predecessors. The books and the emergency broadcast radio were here already. It reminded me of an apocalyptic bunker. Really creeped me out. So I decided to leave it alone. By the time the first proposal day rolled around, I was actually feeling fairly grounded and prepared. Addie is just brilliant you'd scarcely believe she isn't real and i do apparently have a history of success in politics i was shocked by dr clayton's proposal and it did give me pause to think but i knew the right thing to do turning him down felt easy and then my daughter got sick the irony was so bitter I'd just dismissed a law that could have saved her. It ate at me, the twisted horror of believing I was about to watch my own daughter die, and the knowledge that I could have saved her if only I'd been a little more lax with my moral backbone. So after a week of paranoid torment, I allowed my moral backbone to crumble under the pressure I went to Dr. Clayton to ask if he could do anything. I, I, I didn't expect him to say yes. I, I thought he'd respect my authority, maybe console me, but... It was so quick. Almost like he had the damn page bookmark. Page
1: bookmarked? What do you mean?
0: He hired a hitman. Sent them to find someone, anyone, who looked like an easy target and bring them back to the hospital. We... At least... I didn't mean it to be your mother. I wasn't thinking straight. I, I wasn't meant to be. I didn't even see the body until she was... stitched up and ready to be buried.
1: Don't do that. What? Sound so... upset. Like you didn't choose to kill her. This is all your
0: fault. It's not.
1: You asked someone to kill my mom and then they did. How is that not your fault?
0: I'm getting there. After that, I began to spiral rapidly and tightly. Wracked with guilt, I decided to use the radio, make an emergency broadcast. I knew it would land me in hot water, to say the least. But I was more concerned about the town and the people in it, and keeping them safe from me. I I just wanted someone to hear me, hear me, and fix this for me. Because I clearly wasn't up to the task. I figured I'd just be swept away, back to somewhere where actions have consequences, and we'd blame it all on the town. But then you showed up and made everything a million times more complicated.
1: Well, I'm sorry!
0: I wanted to be an anonymous whistleblower. Uncomplicated, unaccountable, uninvolved. There was always this apprehension that it wouldn't work, that the wrong people would hear, and I wanted a modicum of plausible deniability. But suddenly I needed to come up with a name. A family, motivation separate from my own. You kept asking me things about my life and I just had to keep lying.
1: That doesn't make any sense. People would have recognized your voice already.
0: Would they? Or do I normally speak like this? Oh, peut-être que je parle en français normalement. Ce n'est pas difficile d'être une autre personne. Especially when you're not a person to begin with
1: keep saying that what do you mean even if this is a simulation we're still real
0: ah but it isn't and we're not you're getting ahead of me i thought you wanted to hear this story
1: i want to know why you lied to me why you kept me here like a prisoner
0: i did not keep you here just as you did not decide to stay here of your own volition patience after my encounter with your mother i became hyper aware of every little discrepancy within the town i tried to think back to catalog all of the weirdness and that's when i hit on the memory thing i I know that it's normal to struggle with childhood memories when you when you grow up like i did but this was day-to-day things i things i'd never forgotten before or things i told myself i hadn't forgotten before days would pass in the blink of an eye but when i looked back on them i could recall them in perfect detail this wasn't dissociation this was fiction i was making my life up whenever i had to participate in mayoral proceedings i always felt myself drawn towards decisions i didn't actually want to make i would say and do things i ordinarily would never have endorsed i felt out of control I know how this sounds, I know, I know, I know, I do know, I really, I'm not well, but that's the logical conclusion. But I went to see a doctor. Don't look at me like that. A different doctor. But he would have been of more use if he'd killed someone for me. He told me I was just stressed. (laughs) And to come back in a few months' time if I'd lost some weight and was still having the same issues. As if that's what I'm stressed about! There are empty husks of human beings out there living in our town, like like it's normal. Like they're normal. Like this is some kind of dollhouse, and he thinks the solution to our philosophical zombie problem is for me to loo- No one took me seriously. My team and my council members assured me that it was normal to struggle in the early days of a position like this. They didn't understand that I wasn't struggling. I felt like I was losing my mind, genuinely losing it. So I started taking things seriously by myself. I began genuine investigations into anything and everything I found strange. I read and reread the books in this shed. The books filled with so-called farcical ethical quandaries. The books that may as well have been town history books. And today it clicked, not with some great philosophical text or some catastrophe, but with a children's book, an old, sun-damaged, poorly translated copy of Aesop's Fables that I'd brought back to the house with me because I was certain it must contain some kind of secret code, why else would it be here? (laughs) There was no code, but there didn't need to be. That book told me everything I needed to know. We're a fable a morality tale we're fictional
1: that that doesn't make any sense you are losing your mind we're real i i feel real we're clearly having this conversation right now and it's real stop just trying to claw your way out of responsibility beyond
0: a certain date we possess only memories that are core to our personalities Our lives are filled with wacky scenarios worthy of ethics textbooks. Every time I try to leave the woods, I end up back here. I know you said the same. This town is literally called ethics. What kind of sick joke is that? (sighs) Haven't you ever felt compelled to do something you didn't want to do with no rhyme nor reason behind it?
1: Why should I believe you? You're a liar! Ah uh,
0: yes, I do apologize. This is the part of the narrative where you flex your new ability to mistrust strangers despite the fact that this is the one moment where blind trust would serve you best.
1: You were just trying to talk your way out of having committed murder.
0: I'm not. I did commit murder. I'll probably do it again. Because that's my role. Much as I despise it, you're the poor, lost girl in the woods, being tortured to keep the town safe from the knowledge of my misdeeds. And you? Me?
1: I'm just playing devil's I'm just advocate. playing
0: devil's advocate. Every time I try to move with the majority, do the right thing, I feel my whole world come to a shuddering stop. There's only one option for me, and it's to do the wrong thing. Again, and again, and again, until someone else learns their lesson.
1: You're talking like some divine power is watching over us. I I thought you didn't believe me. You said anything
0: about a god. I'm only talking about the devil. devil.
1: There is something deeply wrong with you.
0: Oh, yes, there is. I was trying to be a good person when I'm just not.
1: (laughs) I'm leaving. (laughs) uh, uh.
0: You saw what happened when I tried to change the narrative. I became a paranoid, frazzled mess. Ah. (laughs) You're going to stay up here and be afraid. And I'm going to go down there and be charming and deceitful.
1: Be a monster. No,
0: I, I have no other choice, Artemis. All I can do is hurt people and ruin things. What I want doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not a person. I'm a construct, I prove a point, the same point, over and over and over again. People in positions of power make terrible decisions. I am doomed to make terrible decisions. (laughs) But recently, I realized something else. Powerful people don't just make terrible decisions, they get away with their terrible decisions. I am doomed to make terrible decisions, but also to get away with them, consequence-free. I, I didn't want my daughter to get sick. I didn't want to kill your mum. I don't even want to be a politician. But there's nowhere to run away to. If I'm not this, I'm nothing. And I tried to be nothing, trust me, I tried. I tried so hard. I, I was too scared.
1: It was just you, on the roof.
0: So I can bring the burning building down on top of myself with everybody in it, or I can watch from the street and try to haul a survivor or two from the wreckage. But either way, I'm forced to watch the world burn.
1: That can't be true.
0: You have to say that! You're the bright-eyed teen, the hope for the future. But it doesn't mean you're right. Give it up, Artemis. Everything's easier when you just let the fire take its course.
1: No, I'm a person. I refuse to not be a person. We we need to talk to other people, find out what they know, find out what's going on. You, You have to let me past.
0: Don't do this, Artemis. I've been struggling for such a long time, and I know how it feels. That, that, that pit of anxiety that, that spreads from your stomach, squeezing your lungs, crushing your heart, killing you. If you don't let it take over, you'll die.
1: Is that a threat?
0: It doesn't have to be.
1: I thought you weren't going to kill me.
0: I wasn't. But now, you're disagreeing with me, and it seems certain people need to learn the lesson that when you disagree with authority, you meet dire consequences, whether you're in the right or not.
1: I'm not scared of you. You're a weak-willed, pathetic little liar. Everything
0: I was meant to be.
1: You weren't meant to be anything. We always have a choice.
0: People always have a choice. We're not people.
1: Let me past.
0: I'm afraid I can't do that. Where did you... In 1972, there was a proposal by John Stein. I went looking for it, and there it was. Second page that I flipped to. Citizens of ethics, ethics should be permitted, permitted to carry, carry firearms, firearms provided the intention be self-defense self or defense, defense of one's property. property. And I do believe you're trespassing right now.
1: January. Don't. That's, That's a foolish law.
0: Perhaps. But it appears I'm not the first mayor with a penchant for bad decision-making. In fact, I do believe it's It's a requirement requirement for the the job. job.
1: Stop. You don't have to do this.
0: I really do. That's worse than what they have in America. You're literally just allowed to carry a gun around wherever you go. But
1: we'd have proper background checks. That doesn't mean anything. Some people will never have a psych evaluation in their life, and no priors. But they could still... You don't have to
0: be Be a murderer. A couple of months too late for that now. I think it's about time I start getting used to it. You don't want to do this. It doesn't matter what I want.
1: Right, but so could anyone with a knife. And everyone has access to knives. How are we protecting ourselves from the knife people?
0: You can- Artemis! Artemis! You have nowhere to run. run! From a knife attack, but not from a gun. Nothing else has range like
1: a gun. Yeah, you can mow down whole crowds at a time. <laughs> hey, now, come on. We're getting a little gruesome here. This isn't really fair to our American students.
0: On the contrary, Mix Morley. They're learning.
1: What if you accidentally do something awful, like kill your
0: kid, Grace? Grace! 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 What are you doing here? You weren't meant. No no, 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 Grace! 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 Look at me, Grace. It's okay. Oh
1: God! Right in the heart. Ironic.
0: You. You have to do something. Do something, Do something, Artemis.
1: She's already dead. And what could I do? It's not like I have any control over my actions. It's not like this was an accident. Clearly, this was just a lesson somebody had to learn. I didn't mean to... I didn't mean...
0: I didn't mean... I'm sorry.
1: I didn't mean to... No. But well, you did mean to kill me.
0: Artemis, please.
1: Please, she's my daughter.
0: She's. Please do something, please. I don't know what to do. I don't... F- fuck! Fuck! she can't be dead she can't be I don't, I don't like this story I don't like it I don't like it please make it stop I, I want a different one please. you're the
1: mayor of ethics I'm sure you can pull some strings
0: Artemis that's enough I'm, I'm sorry, sorry Mr Jacobs Artemis Artemis please, please Artemis Artemis no 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 please 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 don't leave us here please PLEASE SOMEBODY DO SOMETHING! PLEASE! Please, are you listening? Is anyone listening? Anyone? Please, I didn't mean to, I didn't want to. She's just, she's my daughter. She's only just gone, mad,
1: please. Town is a member of the Faustian Nonsense Network. This episode, you heard Reese Lawton as Ian Jacobs, and Liz Dokukina as Artemis Flynn, with additional voices from Paige Adams, David Alt, LM Clohessy, Evan Gwen Davies, <laughs> Sarah Griffin, Elilah Baingstadt, Subby Loganathan, and Delilah Tahiri. It was written and produced by Seal Hendry, with sound design by Kai Gwilym Pritchard, and theme by Mix Idol. If you're enjoying the show, you can leave us a tip on Ko-fi, or follow us anywhere on social media at EthicstownPod. Thank you for listening. This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative so- souls just like just like you- yours, 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 yours. Faustian yours. nonsense. Your. Thanks your. you for your. Your patronage. Yeah. Just like yours.